the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. It's all I want. She's blonde, five foot two. It's all I need, yeah. And one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. This is my America. I was getting the finger. Somebody was pointing the finger at me, telling me to go live, but I was digging my intro music. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Another day, another glorious week here with you guys, 6 to 8 p.m. on The Answer San Diego, FM 96.1 in North County, and streaming all over the world. We got a full week this week. No more holidays for the near future. Hopefully you guys had a great holiday. Hopefully you had the, just a very happy Easter celebrating the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ and are enjoying um, Easter Monday. Not anything we ever, I ever heard about Easter Monday, but that's a thing. So hopefully you're enjoying yours today. We got a great show for y'all tonight. So thank you for joining us. 888-344-1170 is our call in number. 888-344-1170. Email me at andreacastro.com. Follow me on all the socials. If you miss any part of tonight's show or you just want to listen to a replay because you just dig it so much, download the podcast wherever you get your podcast. All right. Our man, DJ Potato Skins, he's taking another day off. He decided to turn a three-day holiday weekend into like practically a week, but that's all right because when he when Skins is off playing somewhere, guess who is having some fun with me tonight? <laughs> Once again, another Monday. I love it. Yeah. Well, I love having you here with me. Um, if I seemed a little distracted, um, it's because literally as I was going live, I looked up and I don't mean to make light. I have no idea what the story's about, Sticks, but I see that a plastic surgeon's been charged with murder. And the first thing I thought of was... I'm not aware of a case where somebody has been murdered by a plastic surgeon, but I've seen a whole lot of Hollywood faces murdered, right? Do we not have a problem with overdone plastic surgery in this country? Yes, sir. I think there's some... Yes, pro- sir. Did you call me, sir? I said, yes, sir, we do. I mean, <laughs> yes, indeedy. I mean, uh, there's uh, quite a few. We were just talking about some celebrities the other day in the car that just went too overboard. Mickey Rourke's one of them. Oh my gosh. Um, and then there's just some other Madonna. They just need to stop. Like it, put yeah. the scalpel down. You put the scalpel down. Stop the injections. I'm worried about this plastic surgeon fleeing the, the country and then like changing his face. What, like ooh, face off. Right? Yeah. Oh, you know what? I never saw that movie. That was a good one. Yeah. Is that what that, is that what face off meant? That they he yeah. redid his face? He oh, took okay, his I never face knew that. off and then he switched faces. 
Okay. And John Travolta was Nicolas Cage, and Nicolas Cage was John Travolta. I'm not a big Nick Cage fan, but I do love me some John Travolta. It's good. Recommend yeah. It. All right. Do, are, do, I swear we're going to get to the real news in a moment, but now I'm flashing on K-Wish. Remember K-Wish, the eye doctor? He became like a household name at one point. My Tra- mom used him. No. For laser surgery. Didn't he go to Mexico and like try to fake his death? I think so, yeah. <laughs> Where's the podcast on that? Where's the A&E true story? Or I know, whatever? right? But yeah, I think it was like a month after my mom had her. But she said, oh, he did great with my eyes. <laughs> Thank goodness, because yeah. he's nowhere to be found to like fix it. Jeez, yeah. She got lucky. <laughs> yeah. So, um, all right. We got to get serious because another day, another was and were um, decides to go crazy and shoot up and commit a mass shooting. We still have the Department of Justice and the uh, the counterterrorism unit trying to declare the white supremacists are the greatest threat to this country. But how many of the mass shootings that we've had recently, by the way, not only how many have we had recently that were were a shooter? Um, either identifying basically mentally ill. Uh, today's shooter had he and him in his profiles on LinkedIn page. And the last five or six mass shooters were in one form or another identifying as something other than the reality of the body in which they were born. And But you're not going to hear that. In fact, Sebastian Gorka was, was all over media today correctly asking the question, as I actually did initially and have continued to ask, where's the manifesto? We don't even have the manifesto released from the trans terrorist who shot up a Christian school and killed children. The government doesn't want you to be connecting the dots. They don't want you. Now, let me tell you, just the same tactics being used with the federal government is refusing to connect the dots between who, who, the, who the terrorists are committing these acts of mass shooting is the same tactics and tools that they used. And I mentioned this before, th- that they used every time there would be an Islamic terrorist shooting up somewhere. They would, the first thing they would do is they'd bring care to the microphones and say, well, you know, the, we have to be real careful. Their immediate response was not to care at all about the victims, to not do anything at all to address the issue and the ideology that was causing the mass shootings. It was immediately Immediately to declare you better not connect the dots to Islam or you're Islamophobic. They're doing the same thing now. How dare you connect the dots between an ideology and a pathology and a psychology, a mental health issue. How dare you connect the dots to, to this travesty? And if you do, you're transphobic. And that's what's going on here. Many people today, there's profiles about this individual. I'm not going to say his name. There's profiles of Breitbart. Evidently, he was some sports person. He was a major athlete. Evidently, he had all these concussions to the point to where uh, he had to wear a helmet playing basketball. I'm not really, uh, you know, I, I saw these headlines, but I haven't spent any time reading. I don't care. I don't care. I don't, because you know what? I'm not really interested in hearing what a great person he was at some point in his life. Maybe I should care. Because maybe, uh, I don't know if I should connect these dots right now, but the mother of, remember the story of the six-year-old who goes in and shoots a teacher in a Virginia school? And the teacher ended up filing a lawsuit because the school knew there were warnings. They even checked this kid's backpack, didn't find the gun, but they just let the kid stay at school. 
It's like, oh, okay, well, you know, you, you hear that the, that the, the shooter, the six-year-old, has a gun, right? But because you don't find it in the backpack, you just let the kid stay at school, and wherever the gun was, he goes and retrieves it and shoots a teacher. Well, the parents were actually arrested. There was a report back in May, the mother, there was a report back in May that she wasn't going to be charged. Well, she was officially charged today. And it's about time we started doing that. I'm going to spend a little bit more time on that story later. But my point for bringing it up now is we are seeing the culmination. I've been talking about this for a while in regards back when Parkland and other school shootings were happening. And by the way, what's what's a part of all of this? If they what's what's the dots connected to all of this? The increase in crime that we've got, the increase in mass shootings, the complete disrespect and loss for life. What does all this have to do, not just between the shooting today, Uvalde, the six-year-old that shot a teacher, as well as Riley Gaines that we're going to be talking about, the the woman who was a, a, attacked by trans activists in San Francisco. What does that all have to do? What, what, what connects all those dots together? In addition to the fact that bef- any time a, a, a tragedy happens or a mass shooting or something like um, the, uh, the Boston Marathon happens, while blood is still being shed by Americans, the left, Aurora, uh, the Aurora shooting, the left wants to try to blame it on MAGA. They want to try to blame it. At that point, we didn't have MAGA, but they want to blame it on conservatives. They want to, they want to blame it on Republicans, right? The first thing that they do. Yet any time a Democrat, a far-left kook, a he, him, it's don't rush to connect any dots. Don't rush to connect any dots. We are, we are seeing the culmination of decades of the Democrat Party devaluing life, removing God from society, destroying our Judeo-Christian principles and values, pitting Americans against each other, a victimhood entitlement society, and here we've got the result of it, with an FBI and a Department of Justice that doesn't spend any of its time because most of the time the shooters, and my understanding today is there's, there's a possibility that authorities knew who the shooter was beforehand. That's something else. It's a common element. Uvalde was known to authorities. That kid who came back and shot up Uvalde was, was voted most likely to do a school shooting. Kid you not. Parkland was known by the authorities. Pulse nightclub shooter, known by the authorities. Fort Hood shooter had Warrior for Allah on his business card. The Sarnayev brothers, known by the authorities. All the other crime wave that we have happening across this country, fostered and enabled and encouraged by the Democrat Party. It's also why we had a sergeant who was convicted of murder in Texas when it was clearly self-defense caught on video. This is the Democrats America. Now, what are we going to do about it? Well, what we're going to do right now is we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll continue the discussion. I want to hear from you. 888-344-1170. Did I go to in the weeds? Should I just keep it on this one shooter and just talk about his pronouns? Or can we not elevate the conversation and go a little bit deeper?
Ever since he gave DJ Jalapeno praises on his music, I'm like, well, next time I'm feeling yeah. I'm stepping my game up. Well, you, you're doing a good job. You, you are actually some good competition for DJ Jalapeno. If you're listening, Jalapeno, you gotta, you got to up your game next time you fill in. Um, I got an answer to the question, by the way, of this plastic surgeon in San Diego. Uh, this is serious. Evidently, um, he had this patient doing a breast in- implant um, augmentation. He had her under something called conscious sedation. I can't imagine having that procedure done without full um, anesthesia. It, she had cardiac arrest. He had no anesthesiologist in the room, failed to call 911 for three hours and then lied. Dude deserves to be charged with second degree murder because he murdered this woman. Ladies, please be careful. We can joke about, you know, actually, we were kind of serious. We were joking a little bit about plastic surgeons murdering people's faces. But um, Kanye West's mother died uh, in the middle of plastic surgery. It's not worth your life. If you're going to get it done, please, please, please make sure you're going to somebody competent. Anytime you go under any kind of anesthesia, Absolutely. you have the risk of dying. Absolutely. So um, uh, thoughts and prayers for her family tonight. And continued thoughts and prayers for the for the loved ones and the people that died in this horrendous shooting today in Louisville. Um, it was really heartbreaking to see the press conference today of officials that actually knew people who died today. And we, we really, it, you know, here we are coming off of Easter, and clearly this was a disturbed and individual and this is supposed to be uh, an ideology the democrats are supposed to be the party of love and tolerance and everything's supposed to be great if you're inclusive and here was somebody who had embraced the ideology of the left uh, we don't know the ultimate motive we know that he worked at the bank but we have not been told the motive and we know that uh, it hadn't uh, of this the christian school shooting uh, clearly we can know what the motive is because the police mentioned that it had to do with transgenderism and they will not release the manifesto that's all you need to know and that situation there so as the pundits today in media were discussing the situation one of the dumbest takes i think i heard today was by a fool i don't even know who he was uh on with andrea mitchell no relation obviously um and here's what this numb nuts had to say clip two the police quickly descended on this they did everything right uh i i would say from watching how these law enforcement officers respond in Nashville last week, uh, Louisville this week, they are getting there very, very quickly. But why are we asking them to do this? I mean, they're going into uh, a firefight in the streets of their city. Uh, we have two officers uh, in this case, uh, which were uh, wounded. There's trying to determine, you know, what the outcome was. Was it a self-inflicted wound or was it some sort of fire from the officers that took out the shooter, and then you're looking at the motivations. Is it an individual motivation or a group? And it seems like law enforcement quickly determined this is somebody known to that bank and known to that target. He posed the question, Sticks, why are we sending police into a firefight? Um, Because that's their job? Because if they don't go in, then we've got... How many kids who died and bled out and were picked off like at a, like at a shooting gallery in Uvalde because cops stood outside? Is that not their job? What are we going to do? Become Britain where they don't they don't their police aren't armed? That's insane. Why are we asking our police to go into a firefight? Hmm. That's their job. And what we saw last week at the Christian school 
was a proper response. The heroes going towards the gunfire. And what stops a bad guy with a gun? A good guy with a gun. And by the way, I don't know how the shooter got his weapons, but there's not any piece of gun control legislation that would have stopped him. We're 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 lousy with gun control legislation in this country, and it's not going to and it doesn't stop a thing because the issue has to do. um, I saw a meme the other day that was so perfect. Who remembers Mothers Against Drunk Driving? Do you remember them sticks? Yeah, mad. We don't really hear about them anymore. Um, I'm not sure why, because drunk driving is still a major problem, especially with the illegal immigrants, because they they get to come and do it over and over and over and over and over again. Um, as as prosecutors and district attorneys negotiate it down to help to save those poor those poor little illegals from being deported. Um, but somebody posted a meme the other day that in 1980, a bunch of mothers got together and tried to do something to stop the drunk driving epidemic in this country. But they didn't go after the cars. Right. But we still have people drunk driving because you're always going to have bad people. There's evil in this world. That was one of the lessons from from Jesus, right? And from the Bible. There's evil in this world, and you're not going to eradicate it. But good grief, we don't need to continue to foster it in this country with ideology, with the ideology of removing God from society. Getting back to the story about um, the, the, the mom, though, who is is facing charges who who is charged the virginia mother of the six-year-old this was a young man in his 20s i want to know who the people were around him and what his life was like and what his influences were what do you guys think do you think that it's appropriate to be charging family and this guy's an adult but in general so many of the times these shooters are are um underage i'm all for parents being charged with the, with the Virginia mother, um, she was charged because obviously, you know, she was reckless with her firearm that her six-year-old was able to get it. I'm not sure what we can do to start holding people accountable. Um, maybe we can start rewarding people somehow. Were there signs with this guy, with this 20-something-year-old that were overlooked? Did he tell people? Like, did, did you guys know that the Christian shooter in um, the night before had said, look for something big tomorrow? Yeah, I mean, most of the time, there are signs that get ignored. I mean, the, the Parkland shooter was visited by the FBI 20-something times. When the when we had the shooting in the, at the Christmas party, Loretta Lynch, the uh, they were known. Uh, they had borrowed a gun. Um, by They borrowed a gun by a neighbor, I think it was. And this whole thing came, came about then, see something, say something. But then, of course, Loretta Lynch comes out and says, well, be careful you don't say anything against Muslims because that might be considered a hate crime, right? Um, we're going to take a break. And in a moment, we're going to bring in Jennifer Kearns, uh, host of All American Radio, to talk about uh, the, the uptick of violence with Transtifa. But from not just – this was a, uh, the school shooting – uh, the Christian schools was a, 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 a trans Tifa situation, but there was another one that occurred against an athlete named Riley Gaines. We're going to talk about that in a moment. We come back, but I do think I do think it was in, I do think it was interesting. Skins, you at sticks um, the Saturday Night Live clip that went viral. Saturday Night Live actually did a whole skit mocking the anti-Trump. <laughs> 
the anti-Trump viewers and the indict the anti-Trump people and the indictment um, and mocking CNN. We couldn't play the whole thing because it was like almost three minutes long. But here's just a little snippet for your enjoyment. Clip four. These days, it's hard not to feel stressed out and overwhelmed. Sure, Trump got indicted. But now everyone says the case against him is weak and that he'll never serve any jail time. As someone whose entire personality is hating Donald Trump, you need more. You need to feel (laughs) calm and reassured. You need the newest meditation app, CN Zen. The only app that suits even the most militant liberals with sensual details from Trump's arrest. Featuring your favorite CNN anchors and correspondents. He's the first American president to ever be indicted. This is truly a historic and humiliating moment. (laughs) Trump is a sad, defeated man. They made him come from Florida, where it's 80 degrees, to New York, where it's only 60 degrees. <laughs> that was supposed to be Anderson Cooper and Van Jones. I think that's absolutely hilarious. <laughs> the CNN Zen app. <laughs> the soothing anti-Trump um message that you need to hear all day. It's so hilarious. If you guys haven't seen it, you need to go and Google it. <laughs> <laughs> and had tipped it had tipped to Saturday Night Live for actually doing something that's kind of busting the left and mocking them. And it's actually true too, because the left is like so upset that they know that this indictment is a bunch of crap. All right, we're gonna take a break. got a phenomenal book out right now about girls in the club. No, actually, it's about the real war on women, which we see playing. How prescient was she, right, to be writing this book about the real war on women as we see that laying out all over every aspect of society, most recently in an attack against an athlete swimmer named Riley Gaines in uh, San Francisco recently. And here to discuss is the aforementioned Jennifer Kearns, my good friend, author of The Real War on Women, hosted All American Radio, and you need to follow her on Twitter at All American Jen. And she joins me now. Hello there, girly. Hello. I'm so thankful you mentioned the book. I remember writing it a a year and a half ago thinking, hmm, I wonder if women's issues are still going to be the big topic going into 2024 and here we are (laughs) i don't know if you were asking the magic eight ball or not and if it's and and what response you got um but you did the right thing writing this book (laughs) um and and the and and it's just everywhere right now i mean it's 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 almost shocking to me as somebody that um follows politics and has been steeped in it for many years and um how how it's gone in 2012 of claiming that republicans are waging a war on women with Mitt Romney with uh, with a binder full of women and Sandra Fluck complaining that she wasn't getting taxpayer funds to buy her Costco you know size demands you know birth control <laughs> to now i mean the onslaught against women to where we've got young girls Girls having to face men, uh, uh, biological males in their locker rooms, to now um, the the attack on on girls in in the form of uh, the push to recruit them into transgenderism, the attacks on them and their sports, and now physical attack against Riley Riley Gaines. I, and first of all, before we get into all the detail of that, if you can update everybody, I'm not sure everybody is even aware of what happened because it was it was going into Easter weekend. 
Yeah. So so Riley Gaines has been uh, out there, you know, very outspoken about what happened to her in the NCAA at the collegiate level uh, swimming. And she was, you know, a competitive swimmer, trained since the fifth grade, went up to the college level, was about to go to the Olympics, uh, was basically paired up against this person named Leah uh, Thompson. Well, it was literally a man that was claiming to be a woman, still had his man parts. And um, they were actually in an NCAA tournament, and they tied. They tied. A lot of people think Leah beat her. They actually tied, and they looked over at the judges, and the NCAA judges, which we pay for, uh, you know, mostly with state schools and taxpayer-funded dollars, looked, and they made a second, you know, split-second decision, and they gave the title to Leah. And that pretty much uh, robbed Riley Gaines of being able to go on and go to the Olympics. And so she said, huh. Something's not right here. This mm-hmm. is, you know, Leah Thompson is not a person that we ever trained with or knew about coming up in the game. And and here's what's happening, Andrea. You alluded to it. Um, you know, the feminists, think about this, used to be uh, Title IX sports and equality and women's opportunities in sports used to be the crown jewel of feminism. Yeah. Uh, they, they, that was the first legislative bill they ever passed. They got Title IX passed in 1973, 50 years ago, the year I was born. Let's not date myself, but uh, that was their crown jewel. And that's what really put feminists on the map. It's what uh, gave the signal to others that they were power political players. And, and they said that they wanted women to have an equal footing in sports. And so they helped women over the next couple of decades. But they seem to have forgotten that. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and this is what I write about in my book so much on, on literally 14 issues. They have abandoned women for their brothers in the far left Democrat Party. People like Joe Biden, people uh, like Chuck Schumer, people of the far left radical wing of the party. They have just left women by the wayside on all of these issues from sports to uh, crime, defunding the police, jobs, economy, you name it, mm-hmm. they have left women behind. Well, it, it, and it, to the degree to where they're literally attacking women. Riley Gaines oh, yeah. was speaking in San Francisco at, I guess it was USF, and uh, or, or at San Francisco State. And she was a physician. She had to hide for three hours in a classroom or a broom closet. I'm not sure it matters which. She says she was attacked, punched twice. Uh, It was it was uh, she was uh, surrounded and attacked by a mob and had to hide and had to hide. One of the officials at the event dared to describe it as peaceful and actually put this out and said, um, thank you to our students who participated peacefully in Thursday evening's event. It took tremendous bravery to stand in a challenging space what's so brave to be in a mob of people the bravery was this young girl to speak up against what's being done to brim to women the bravery was her to face down a mob that was physically attacking her that that's the the bravery and and and, and meanwhile there's nobody there there's there, why did she have to hide for three hours Jennifer Kearns where why didn't anybody from this she's now threatening to sue and she should because there was nobody there to protect her nobody to help rescue her three hours she had to hide yeah and and that is part of the defunding of police right they had I think maybe two or three campus police officers uh, maybe even two officers and one security guard some Paul Uh, Bartz some mall cops (laughs) Yeah, you can see they could barely take care of her you know going down the hall she got hit in the face by a man by the way and they did nothing and yeah she was um, you know unlawfully detained for for three hours 
uh, which is kidnapping under the California state code. Um, This is all part of what we've been seeing. And I had the opportunity, by the way, to meet Riley Gaines at CPAC a couple of weeks ago. I had a great conversation with her uh, about uh, what we went through during Prop 8 in California. Mm -hmm. I remember that in 2008 ballot initiative uh, over the definition of marriage. It was basically traditional marriage versus gay marriage. Gavin Newsom, we were fighting Gavin Newsom, who was the mayor of San Francisco, and we were fighting, guess who else? Kamala Harris, who was the district attorney of San Francisco. So, you know, these political players, they've been around for a while. The tactics are the same, but they're getting even nastier and more violent. So I was sharing with Riley some of what we went through was the same type of stuff. You know, we would get doxxed. It was the first time I ever got doxxed by the Daily Co's website. Remember that guy? Oh, yeah. Uh, Boy, that's a blast from the past. I didn't know you got doxxed. That's so scary. It is. And, and you know, it was early. Think about how long ago 2008 was. It was yeah. 13 years ago, if mm-hmm. my journalism math is right. 15 years ago. Um and it was scary at the time. And, and you know, uh, uh, what's his name? Perez. Perez Hilton, who claims he's a nice blogger now. He was so mean back then, but he's nice now. <laughs> right. He was also one of the great detractors. And the, the stuff that the left put out at the time was very deadly, very dangerous. There were tons of death threats. I remember I had to go uh, live in a hotel the last six weeks of the Prop 8 campaign because it got so nasty wow. uh, because my home address was on. So I was talking to Riley about this, but man, what she went through at San Francisco State, you know, it, on the one hand, you say, hmm, maybe you shouldn't be speaking at San Francisco University. Maybe you shouldn't go into the belly of the beast. But at the same time, why shouldn't we? That's right. our First Amendment right. And you can't let the mob end free speech. They've already tried to do it everywhere else, as you guys reported earlier on Twitter and so forth. But, uh, man, it, it's rough times out there for true conservatives. That's for sure. Absolutely. She's increased her following, though. I think you tweeted out earlier um, that she's uh, her followers on Twitter have gone from 80K to over 330K and growing. Um, That's right. Which, which, you know, she's not going to be stopped. And, you know, it helps that she's articulate and beautiful. Uh, that never yes. hurts. That never hurts a spokesperson. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. Well, I think she's got a, a great future. Um, you know, she she told me she's got lots of opportunities. She's just trying to figure out, you know, which one of those is the best. I, I predict that. A Fox News contributor is not the least of those opportunities. Um, same probably for, for Caitlyn Jenner, who, by the way, there's another brave person who, hey, I don't agree with her own personal choices in life, but that's hers to choose. She has been brave, too. Let me say this, yes. because I think she had a harder time coming out as a conservative than she did coming out as someone who was gay and moving to transgender. Um, look, uh, the left, I think, really thought that Caitlyn Jenner was going to be there. Oh, let's stick it to the Kardashians. Let's stick it to Republicans. Um, but that turned out not to be the case. And so Caitlyn Jenner, even under the pressure that she's been under uh, to cave in and, and let you know men compete as girls, being a transgender herself, has not caved in. And I think she deserves a great deal of credit as well. Look, uh, when we had the recall of Gavin Newsom happening out here, we at the San Diego Republican Party, which is having an amazing event tonight with Carrie Lake. We've got somebody who's going to be calling in from the event later on in the show, and it might include Carrie Lake's legal team. Anyway, um, we we had um, debates going on down here because we had a whole lot of Republicans throwing their hat in the ring. And I got a chance to interview Caitlin. And what I did was I stipulated, I said, I'm not going to, I asked everybody the same questions because I hate debates that ask different questions and they'll ask about economy to this person and foreign policy to this person. And you can't really compare, right? 
So I said, I'm going to ask everybody all the same questions, and they're going to be cultural questions because I think we can all stipulate every Republican wants lower taxation and regulation. I'm going to be asking the, the questions that are part of the cultural Marxist movement And that includes transgenderism. And I asked Caitlyn Jenner, same questions I asked of everybody else. And Caitlyn Jenner's answers were more conservative than anybody else when it came to transgender and the transgender issues than anybody else that I interviewed. Yeah, I remember when you did that interview, I thought, wow, what a great get. And, and you're right. I mean, look, you've been the voice in California and, you know, there are a few other voices that have been great in California, but you keep people, you know, you, you hold their toes to the fire, you know, on these conservative issues and somebody's got to do it. And it's a hard position to be in sometimes, but I'm so glad you're there and so glad you're doing it because look, what we know, look how long ago Prop 8 was. Mm. We warned about this during Prop 8, by the way. Yeah. Um, I, I was asked by the campaign manager at the time, Frank Schubert, a guy who, by the way, was run out of politics and had to fold his uh, public relations shop and go into the private sector and do something else and agree to go away so that his business partner could go on and still have the firm in Sacramento. But we can talk about that some other time. That's how nasty the left has been since 2008. You see how once it happens in California, it starts to float yes. across the rest of the nation 5, 10, 12, 15 years later. And that's exactly what this transgender madness has done. I have a whole chapter in the book, by the way, therealwaronwomen.com, if people want to check it out. Whole chapter in the book about the big LGBTQ plus lie. Mm-hmm. And I talk about the Prop 8 campaign. And I say, remember, in 2008, they told Californians, hey, all we want to do is get married. We'll right. leave everything else alone. We mm-hmm. won't bother the cake bakers. We won't bother the Catholic Church. We right. won't bother anybody. We won't go make our own kids in, in IVF and anything. They lied about every single one of them. I take readers through every single one of them, including the transgender argument. And here we are 15 years later. They lied about every single one of their promises. Well, the book is The Real War on Women. Get yourself a copy. Get some for your gal pals. And uh, how about how about y'all sitting and reading it for a book club? Uh, thank you for being here, my dear. I don't know anything about what supposed religion the Dalai Lama is in, 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 in the leader of. I don't really know. I don't know if it's Buddhism, Hinduism. I, I don't know if that's I, I, I don't know. Um, I've never been a follower of the Dalai Lama. I guess it's, um, to you know, from Tibet. But I don't know. Is that Hinduism? Do you know anything about the Dalai Lama sticks? I don't. I'm Googling it as fast as I can. Thank you. Um it is, it is says Tibetan Buddhism. The, the Buddhism. Okay, so they're Buddhist. Uh, the only thing I ever remember about the Dalai Lama is that Richard Gere at one point, you know, took a picture with him, and like I don't know, it, it, you know, that's only that's the only thing I know of Dalai Lama. I'm not somebody that actually gets completely wowed by anybody under, under get, that's that's given a leadership role by other men. You're still just a, a person to me, right? I don't I don't do that. There's there's only one holy man who ever walked uh, the earth. And that was Jesus Christ for me. And that's why I will not refer to any man here on this earth as father. I don't I don't uh, look up to worship uh, any man who's walking the face of the earth. So first of all, I got to say that I have never had any affinity, respect, don't know anything about the Dalai Lama. So I'm, uh, that's one place I'm coming from. And then I see a video of the Dalai Lama with a little boy. 
I don't know if he's seven years old, nine years old, how old he is. And he's, um, this makes me so angry. He's hugging up on this little boy and then he sticks his tongue out and he kisses the little boy on the mouth, on the lips, and then he sticks his tongue out and asks the little boy to suck his tongue. This is on video. He's not arrested. Nobody went and rescued this child from this man. This so-called spiritual leader committed an act of sexual assault on a child, sexual abuse on a child, and nobody got the child out of his presence. And this man's not been arrested. I don't care who he is. I don't care what title has been given to him by any religious sect. If that was a Christian pastor, if that was, who's, a, who's, a, who's big Christian names these days, Christian pastors? If that was Stephen Furtick, if that was Miles McPherson from the Rock Church, right? If that was uh, Franklin Graham, what would people be saying? Where are we at as a society globally? That this man was not arrested. He's issued an apology. He said, um, in a, the, uh, he didn't himself, by the way, it was his office. Would you still work for somebody who grabbed a little kid, kissed him on the mouth, stuck his tongue out, and told a little boy to suck his tongue? I, you think I would work with him? I'd be doing like that scene from nine to five. It was a fantasy scene where they string up uh, Dabney Coleman's character and, and rotate him on a spit. I'd be working with him. He wishes to apologize to the boy and his family, as well as his many friends across the world for the hurt his words may have caused. He, he regrets the, the incident. Quote, his holiness often teases people he meets in an innocent and playful way, even in public and before cameras. There's nothing innocent, nothing playful about that. It was perverted and it was a sexual assault on a child. This should not be accepted. Joe Biden should be speaking out on this. Every Christian minister around the world should be speaking on this. I don't understand why this is not the, the top news. This Because this is the reason why it's not is because pedophilia has become normalized in the United States of America and around the world. It's become normalized. We're already here. People talk about the next step being normalized pedophilia. And here it is. Say, hey, Lama, hey, how about a little something, you know, for the effort, you know. Only sticks could make me laugh in a moment like this. Somebody said um, some news refers to Tibetan culture about showing tongue, but this video is certainly not about any cultural expression. Even if it is, such cultural expressions are not acceptable. I don't know who said that, but I totally agree with it. It's just absolutely disgusting. <laughs> yeah. It's some like creepy old man thing, you know. It's it's, it's like child abuse. Pinch uh, in the cheek like times a thousand. Because the kid said, "Can I hug you?" And then he goes, "Yeah," but then he kissed me on the cheek, and then he kissed him on the cheek. And he goes, and then he kissed me here or something, and then the tongue. It's just very strange. Creepy Asking old man. a child to suck your tongue is a sex act on a child. You name me one. If you're a parent out there and you 
had your child and somebody else's home and the father did that, would you be calling the police? If not, what's wrong with you? Wow. All right, we're going to take a break. We come back. We got more to chat about on the other side of the break. Hopefully, we'll have some fun. We are going to have some fun. Brought to you by Senator Kennedy. Don't go away. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.